Welcome to Overtime with Coleman. In this episode, my guest is Mike Walker, Director of Athletics at Second Baptist in Houston, Texas. We will talk with Mike about engagement in an athletic program, creating and building relationships, as well as what the perfect combination of excellence in athletics looks like. During this conversation, we will hear about a few priorities that Mike is focusing on, like developing repeatable processes and creating a positive culture in the athletic program. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tell a friend, subscribe on iTunes, Google, or wherever you listen online. Let's join our conversation with Mike. Our next guest is Mike Walker, the Director of Athletics at Second Baptist. Mike, how are you? I'm very good. I'm excited to be on your show, Matt. I appreciate the connection through a mutual friend of ours, and uh, this should be fun. Let's get after it. Yeah, so do you want to talk about this mutual friend for a minute so we can give him just sure. a little bit of PR because he doesn't get anything, so we'll need to give him a little bit. Tell us a little bit about <laughs> he gets, what we he have gets in zero common. publicity around the country. That's so, right. <laughs> um, yeah, just the nature of athletics and connections and mutual uh, interest. I have a college roommate, former teammate of mine, Chris Hobbs, who's just yeah. an unbelievable athletic administrator down at the King's Academy, West Palm Beach, Florida. And so uh, somehow, some way, Matt, you and I connected through Chris, and here we are yeah. talking about sports and leadership on the World Wide Web. Let's get right after it. So let's let's specifically talk about this school year. Um, and yeah. what I want you to do is is really give us a framework of the school community that you are a part of now, and what kind of led you. Where did you come from before there? What was your journey? Uh, before that, leading you to Second Baptist. Yeah, well, this is a this is a great community, um, just a, a wonderful place to to do athletics and be involved with coaches and kids and families. But this is my third school as athletic director, um, okay. but only my second year at Second Baptist here in Houston. So, you know, this particular school year is about you know engaging the athletic program, creating relationships, and kind of identifying you know what is the path forward for for this place. Um, okay. So, you know, I don't know that anyone actually goes to school to be an athletic director. Some people probably do, but uh, you just yeah. kind of fall into it through uh, wherever you are and places that you've been. So I'm certainly blessed, you know, by God to have opportunities to do what I do. We'll talk about that a little more later. But, you know, first off, Second Baptist is just a, a great place, just the perfect combination of, you know, excellence in athletics and uh, a mission that, honors God and disciples kids and has that opportunity as well. So, you know, we have professional coaches and that's, that's the, those are the money makers in your athletic department. You know, I encourage and inspire and do whatever I do behind the scenes, which no one really knows, but you know, the coaches are what do it. And this school has a unique ability to attract some unbelievable coaches, men and women who have played or coached at the highest levels. And, um, you know, so my leadership role is really about, you know, serving and, and getting them in a position where they can, you know, just be pushed into doing what they do at the highest level possible. Let's look at this specific school year for you. Um, so when you're looking, what what are a few things that you have sought out really to accomplish in your area of the kingdom of Second Baptist, the athletic program? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we've, we've significantly upgraded uh, several of our facilities in the past year. Um, you know, our baseball field, our, our women's locker room has, has got a real big upgrade. We've added some technology aspects 
I remember you and Adam on the previous podcast talking about Team Builder and iPads in the weight room and just all the things, yeah. fun tools that, that support your athletic program. Um, you know, but really this year, um, having taken in a whole year of just getting to know this place, how it works, developing relationships, you know, like I said, is really identifying, um, you know, what are the processes that create success? Uh, who are the people that uh, really make it happen? So, you know, onboarding new coaches has been um, uh, an interest and passion of mine this year. And, uh, you know, everything from a varsity coach all the way down to, a, you know, a seventh grade coach. You know, how do we go about the process of finding someone that loves God, loves kids, and has a passion for that sport? And then, um, you know, putting some new things in place to onboard that coach so that they can be successful and, um, you know, complete the mission of this place and the vision of our athletic department at a real level with, with parents and kids. And, and that's a challenge. You know, you, our middle school teams, uh, sometimes they're family's first exposure to our sports program. And, you know, we need coaches that are available to coach at 2.20 in the afternoon. So, um, you know, yeah. easy, isn't it? You know, that's right. And so we have about 60 some coaches a year, top to bottom, that need to, you know, okay. fill out our coaching staff. And so just, you know, praying and networking and searching and find people that, um, you know, can be part of what you're trying to accomplish. And then, you know, onboard them appropriately and give them the tools and the instruction and the encouragement that they need to, to do what we're asking them to do, which is, you know, win games, develop kids but also have a, a ministry relationship and a discipleship relationship almost with uh, with our athletes. What's one thing that you've added to the onboarding process that wasn't currently in the program that you think has greatly benefited uh, from your coaches becoming part of that athletic community? Well, I mean, there's, there's kind of like the performance gap of what, you know, you, you hope happens and what, what actually happens. And, you know, we've, we've missed the mark on some things, but really it's, you know, taking the, you know, the vetting process of introducing people and, um, you know, having the first conversation of, you know, why do you want to coach? You know, what, what's God doing in your life? What's he meant to you? You know, what's your, you know, what's your interest in being here? What do you understand about our organization? And then, yeah. um, you know, being involved from my seat with our head coaches in, you know, helping helping onboard these coaches. So really it's been conversations. I guess why it's a task this year is because I'd like it to, to take it to a more uh, formal formal approach where there's some, you know, key processes and bullet points to make sure that they know the people they need to know and understand the, the non-negotiables in, in, you know, being involved with our kids in the athletic program. And, you know, I'm at a very unique organization where, you know, because of our, we're on the same campus as, you know, Second Baptist Church, which is, you know, one of the top churches in the country in terms of numbers and just the way they operate. And so we have access to some unbelievable people, just youth pastors and pastors and discipleship mentors and former, you know, college chaplains, just people that, so this is the kind of place that can minister to the coach as much as the coach can minister to the kids. And so yeah, uh, that, that, that attracts that. people, and my job is to kind of set that up as best I can as well. No, that's great. So when, when you're looking at this particular school year, 
and the goals that you've set out, what what has been, like, what have you nailed this year? What can you say is right at the top of the list, like, you know what, we set this out as a goal, and right now we are, we're just nailing this. We're doing it so well right now. We're kicking it. What is it? Yeah, that's that's tough because, you know, you're you're kind of made to be a little self-critical and never satisfied and always looking to, you know, raise the bar. But um, yeah, I think yeah. that just coming in about a year and a half now, it's just been trying to create an atmosphere that, that's positive. So, you know, mm. you know, positive culture. John Gordon is just like seeing the best in people and seeking to serve and not uh, certainly not a, you know, a fear mentality or, you know, do it this way or else. It's really coming in and coming alongside of our, our coaches. And, and hopefully I'd, I'd like to say, you know, I'm nailing this, but certainly there's room for improvement is just knowing that, you know, hey, I support our coaching staff. I love our athletes. I, I support our head of school. I feel like I have the support of him and uh, academics and arts and just knowing that, hey, we're, we're a piece of this place. We're going to do yeah. our part to work yeah. really hard and make it the best it can be. But, you know, no personal agenda, no, you know, no ego. Let's just keep going in the right direction, keep being positive, see the best in each other, help each other out, go outside of your job description. You know, it's it's really no one's job to pick up the water bottles on the visiting side of the field, but, you know, everyone should be willing to do it. All right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, I would say that just, just like from the top down, positive culture, positive method of leadership, and uh, encouragement and service and just like setting the example right from my seat and have that trickle on down all the way to our athletes. What are you doing right now that could really, that could still be improved? Yeah, you know, our, our biggest opportunity is just, um, I guess, process and consistency. You know, we have different mm-hmm. levels of, of programs, not in terms of, you know, popularity, not not that, you know, no sport is, is important, more important than another, but uh, just in terms of like um, how our teams do things and a consistent experience. So uh, just working with our athletes, we've been talking. I had lunch with athletes yesterday, some of um, you know captain leadership training type of lunch, and we just talked about you know what does championship culture look like? You know what are some things consistently across the board that all of our teams should be doing, and you know whose whose responsibility is that? Is it the head coach's responsibility? Is it captains is it you know the last person on the bench and so talking through some of those things and our biggest opportunity is just uh, an awareness I like to talk about um, can you be how small of detail can we be intentional about you know yeah. it, it's easy to kind of show up and hope that the coach has a great practice prepared um, you know it's another thing to prepare for your practice mentally physically and contribute to your environment in positive in a positive way so that goes all the way to how do we line our bags up? You know, where do we where do we put our our warm up shirts? You know, what what do our drills look like pregame and and you know That's right. on the bus and in the bleachers while the JV team is playing? And so being intentional about more and more things and creating uh, the most positive championship culture that can be created. And the last question I asked them was, can you have a championship culture on a team with 500 record? You know, what they say that. Yeah, I mean, there's you know a little bit of looking around, and I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, the answer is yes. You can, yeah, you can have a. I think there's a book, Season of Significance, and you can have a season mm-hmm. of significance 
regardless of record. And, you know, it's process oriented over, you know, product or results. And, you know, yeah. the, the more consistently our teams can do that and we get buy-in from the top down, then, you know, it's just going to be a healthy, positive environment that, that everyone wants to be a part of. And that's our yeah. opportunity, you know, private school athletics. We have the unique opportunity to, to be that niche is, yeah, great facilities, um, qualified coaches, you know, great gear and, uh, winning championships, but also, you know, just a real positive culture. And then you add the ministry and the discipleship on top of that. And that's, that's where your opportunity is just to be excellent in as many categories as possible. Yeah, and with this with this group that you meet with, is that once a month? Is it once every few weeks? How often? It's once a month, and I've I've done captain okay. captain things before. This one is not okay. um, organized like that. It's not specific to captains, so I just email it out to okay. our head coaches that are in season and say, hey, I need five or six names. I need you know a couple upperclassmen that are influencers on your team, and then wow. send me a couple that Fair you idea. think maybe down the road. Maybe some right. freshmen or sophomores that show some leadership potential that, um, you know, can can be part of this conversation where we create a culture language or a language to our culture. And I think it's great yeah. for kids to hear from kids on other teams. So, you know, for someone from our swim program to talk about how they practice and how they prepare for meets, sitting across the table from one of our men's basketball players, you know, mm-hmm. that there's, there's similarities and similar challenges and uh, – you know, across programs, and hopefully they develop an appreciation for uh, each other and, and encourage each other and, and create relationships with people that maybe not, are not even in their program. Yeah, that's uh, th- those are great ideas. I might steal a few of those, if you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you're looking in relation to your goals that you've set up for the year, some that you're doing really well with and, and you're moving forward and maybe even further um, along than what you thought you would be, and then some that, you know, you haven't moved uh, maybe as quickly as you've been wanting to move. What mm-hmm. are you learning personally through this through this process of striving yeah. for, for those goals? Well, the easy one is you learn how much you don't know. Uh, you know every, every year has its, has its new right. challenges, but, um, you know, God's placed so many smart people in my path, and I don't have to look very far to find men and women who can encourage me and inspire me to new heights of, you know, leadership and discipleship. And uh, I think we talked before you started recording about your previous uh, podcast with, with Adam, the strength coach, about yeah. being the best at getting better. Man, that resonated with yeah. me. And, uh, you know, I, I need to be the best at getting better. But, you know, I try to sit across from some really smart people, uh, whether it's a school parent that, you know, is a business professional or uh, a university or private school AD here in the Houston area. I try to do several visits a year and just, you know, steal great ideas like you just said. Uh, but my head of school, Dr. Don Davis, is just really smart and um, he makes me better. You know, God's blessed me with influential people that, you know, I've probably caught more than I've taught. But hopefully this translates to, you know, my coaching staff and even my own kids at home that, you know, as I can, you know, continue to grow and learn and, 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 and live the type of life that honors God, that, um, you know, yeah. I can kind of share share that with those around me and, you know, learn anything from anyone and hopefully pass some things on to, to those that God's put in my circle of influence along the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's great to hear that you're you're learning a lot through this process. And um and, and specifically that, you know, the more 
seems like we're we're learning we, we just don't know <laughs> um, yeah you know when, when when you're looking over the past few weeks and I think this is really important for us especially with people that work in athletics uh, whether yeah. that's a coach or an administrator um, or someone that is just cleaning the facilities it's long long hours and there's yeah. a lot of things that can happen especially in education during a school day and then you go into an athletic event for the evening Sometimes you can just feel feel drained, and yeah. I I thought it very or I felt it very refreshing to myself a number of years ago to try as best as I could to walk away from that day and just look at one or two things that just made me feel proud. Was there anything that really stuck out to you that hey this moment right here just made me feel proud? Well, I mean professionally first, and and probably the quicker one is. Uh... You know that moment when you know, there's been a lot of planning behind the scenes work from our development office, which our booster club is under, um, or athletic staff, and then the grounds crew and the facilities. And you're just standing there on the sideline. Like tonight is our flight night, which is a it's a basketball event, but it has an emissions component. It has a development component. There's food trucks. There's basketball games. There's halftime activities. And you kind of stand there and realize, man, this is special. Like not everyone gets to do this. And you're so thankful for all the people behind the scenes that will never be out front with a microphone, you know, getting appreciated. But, you know, you you stand there and people probably are like, what's that guy do? He just stands there during the game. But, you know, (laughs) you're at these events like homecoming or Friday night football game or, you know, an event like I'm going to be at tonight and just understanding that, man, this is special. There's some unbelievable people that work really hard to create these opportunities for kids. And this is, and this is pretty cool. Um, but then personally, um, you know, I have a 14 year old daughter and, uh, that's been scary over the years cause I'm one of three boys. My dad's one of three boys. And so raising okay. a girl, but, um, you know, I'm just proud as a dad to know that, you know, I may embarrass her by even saying this, but, um, you know, I'm proud of how hard she works academically, athletically, and just turning into a solid young woman who, you know, is uh, involved in a lot of things, but she just still gives her dad's hugs. You know, I see how hard she works at things. And so that's a moment that, you know, you just sit back and be like, man, I'm blessed. You know, I, I see yeah. challenges that go into raising kids, but and they drive you crazy and you want to just like, man, where did I go wrong here? But, um, right. you know, yeah. being a dad and th- this K to 12 thing is pretty cool. And it being able to do what I love, which is athletics, athletic administration, coaching, being around um, this environment, yeah. and then, you know, go to my daughter's JV basketball game or my son's seventh grade football game, uh, all at the same yeah. time, man, that's pretty cool. What are you looking um, at doing for finishing up this school year strong? Is there something specifically that you have a goal? Um, maybe it's even for the entire year, but you're looking to finish strong in this particular area. Yeah, we're certainly looking to, you know, finish strong in some of our, you know, some of our internal goals, whether it be what I talked about with, um, you know, hiring and onboarding or, you know, redefining some of our processes for scheduling and communication. We have some things there that, you know, just want to streamline and make things easier. Um, We have this uh, leadership development thing that that we've, we've kind of tinkered with some things, including this Captain Lunch we're doing. And, um, athlete, athlete of the month program. And so just really continuing to take some of these things to a repeatable process 
and then uh, figure out who's doing what and when. We have some uh, – I like to connect. Uh, we have lots of great things going on all over the place, like I said. But um, just really thinking right. through uh, athlete development. Uh, we have an unbelievable uh, PE program in terms of our our kids from four years old up, I think, have PE every day. And we have um, several PE teachers and two gyms and fields. And so looking to, we, you know, a lot of people around the country with different academic and athletic programs, you know, fight for opportunities for their kids, you know, to, to be active. And uh, we have that created and have support all the way from the top to create some of these programs. And so, you know, I want to continue to redefine and establish ways to have our strength conditioning program, our PE program, our, our training program with our, you know, athletic trainers and our athletic program all kind of move in unison and continue to develop those relationships. So we're really caring for the whole athlete from start to finish, from our mm. our motor lab program, which is our littlest kids, and then when they go into third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth grade in the phys ed program, and moving into our middle school sports program and our strength conditioning where they practice in season, out of season, uh, we probably could develop some nutrition aspects and things like that. So uh, we've got a lot of things out there, and I want to just continue to bring things together in the same direction and create some repeatable processes that are really clear, both for coaches, athletes, and families um, to get excited about as we continue to work this thing forward. So in your life right now, you know, there there's times where, you know, we feel our greatest value at a particular moment might be a father um, and yeah. or it might be a husband or it might be an administrator or a friend or a mentor. So right now in your life, um, where do you feel like your greatest value is? I actually thought about this, you know, pretty recently and uh, had a conversation uh, actually with Chris Hobbs a while ago about this over in Kings Academy. He keeps popping up, giving him another shout-out, I guess. But <laughs> I think the greatest value is that um, I have this vision in my head of what, what it looks like, you know, professionally mm-hmm. I, as an athlete. I experienced a transformational locker room. So way up in northeastern PA, I played college basketball at a place that's now called Clark Summit University for a basketball coach that just had an intentional culture, and it and it it did change my life, right? Mm-hmm. And so I talk here about um, you know athletes that compete at Second Baptist. Uh, the vision that's in my head and the passion that's in my heart is that someday they'll look back on their experience here and realize that it shaped them. So I have yeah. this, I feel like it's a great value to have the picture in your head from a tiny college in Pennsylvania of what's possible in the lives of kids. Was it the coaching? Yeah. Was it the discipleship? Was it the relationships? Was it the tough love, the success, the failures, all combined into a transformational locker room? So um, that's okay. a value having have experienced it, right? But how do you, how do you recreate that? So um, yeah. I do feel like that's a that's a that's a value in, in having that vision, that picture of what's possible, and it, it gets you excited every day to just keep working with coaches and athletes, and uh, you know serve and be positive and create new things yeah. that all work towards this vision of what's possible in the lives of kids, given something that they are really interested in right now whether it be tennis, 
or cross country or basketball or football, you know, there's something that they're interested in right now that really can, can be transformational in terms of uh, a leadership or a discipleship moment in their life. It's great. Uh, that, what, what was the name of your big, coach? Mike Shaw. He is back at okay. uh, Clark Summit University, um, you know, doing some recruiting admissions things. Uh, but unbelievable guy. He's got six kids and really has little arrows from his quiver all over the country. And so, uh, pretty cool, right? Yeah, that that, that really yeah. is. Um, and I'm sure. Do you do you stay in touch with him regularly? Yeah, I get a text from him. He uh, he got in our college hall of fame um, a year ago, and so a bunch of us awesome. went back up and you know reconnected like we never left the locker room senior year. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty pretty special. And actually, our yeah, head of school, Don Davis, and our um, head of upper school, John Conselman, here in Texas, all played for the same guy. So oh, we, wow. Okay. We have a chance to work together down here, which is pretty neat. Yeah, that's great. All right, yeah. so you ready for Rapid Fire? Rapid Fire. All right, so all-time favorite movie. Okay, Christmas is a pretty big deal in the Walker house, and uh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a big – Christmas vacation fan. So I eventually let oh. my kids join in and watch uh, at least the older <laughs> two with my wife and I, but I could probably quote the whole movie. Don't ask me to do it right now, but um, <laughs> Christmas movies Classic. are top of the list and Christmas yep. vacation just gets me every time. <laughs> yep. It's, it's a classic. All right. So last book that you read. Awesome. So um, the last book, so I, I order a lot of books with great intents okay. and then I skim them with a highlighter. You know what I mean? just picking yeah. out quotes and themes. Uh, but the last one I read cover to cover was uh, Deep Work. That's Cal Newport. And mm-hmm. then I just ordered a book that I plan on reading, which is High Performing Habits. I got it right here. Um, oh, Brendan nice. Burchard. Okay. Uh, really love uh, inspirational, get me excited, steal, steal little nuggets that I can implement type of leadership leadership books. And so I, I skim a lot of those, and occasionally I'll I'll cover to cover one. You know, I I need just more habits that stick and keep me on routine. And so anybody that's really smart in that area, I pretty much buy the book and and see what I can get better. Uh, a podcast that you've recently listened to? Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm kind of a geek for the crime the crime cold case podcast. So there's a podcast oh. called Crime Junkies. And so okay. these are these are sometimes decade old cases that have been closed and have new DNA evidence or a new connection, and it's kind of one of those like uh, hobby things that is so out of my world. I don't understand anything to do with it, but man, I get geeked up right. listening to try to figure out if they can solve these crimes. But uh, professionally, I like um, John Gordon Entree Leadership or Hal Elrod mm-hmm. has an Achieve Your Goals podcast that is really good. Um, okay. but, but I do that when I'm by myself in the car, I, I got one of those on for sure. Nice. All right. So favorite season of the year, fall, winter, you know, um, what do you have? Yeah. Favorite season. So yeah, I'm, I'm a Northeast, you know, PA Philly guy that moved to Texas. So I would say fall. I, I like the fall, okay. uh, here yeah. in Texas, fall is definitely different than, than fall in Philadelphia. Uh, but just, yes, it you is. know, as an AD, I love the start of the year, new excitement. You know, new sports starting, new coaches getting off the ground. Uh, everything's a fresh start, and so that's definitely my favorite season. 
coming into the school year in the okay. fall. All right, so what is on your menu of your favorite dinner? If you had a place right before you, what's on the menu? What's being served? Oh, man, I go a lot of different ways, but, like, if I'm if I'm by myself and just going to, you know, grab something or if I had my choice, like, on a birthday, it's probably General Sal's chicken or some orange chicken. I'm a, mm. I'm a sucker okay. for some Chinese. All right, what's a hobby you have? Oh, man, I'm... 41 years old, and, man, I still love playing some Madden or 2K with my boys. <laughs> nice. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, uh, okay, let's let's debrief, spend some time together. And I'm pretty hard to beat. Now, they're they're 12 and 11, or they're 12 and 10, so, yeah. you know, they're they're getting better every day. But um, that's, that's, that's probably what I was going to ask. That's who's... still a hobby, yeah, that, that people probably wouldn't know that I do. They're like, he plays video games with boys, but. Yeah, you get on the sticks every once That's in a while. That's great. So what's a pet peeve of yours? Uh, pet peeve is um, boredom and complaining. You know, I'm, I'm a dad. i got okay. kids. And so I heard someone say once that w- you're never really bored. You're just admitting that you're lazy or lonely. What do you think about that, Matt? Yeah. Huh. So, wow. you know, you can always, you can always <laughs> find something to do if you're intentional, even if it's intentionally wrecked. That's right. 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 But oh yeah. If you're really just admitting to someone, man, I'm bored. This is boring. You you know, you're either looking for companionship or, you know, you just don't feel like doing anything. There you, there you yeah, go. I hate that. Sleep on that. I hate that. Yeah. Here's one last question for you. Uh, so when you are frustrated, you're tired, you're upset, you're just worn out. What do you do to clear your mind? Well, I'm weird. I can tell you that that if I'm if I'm around the house, and I'm probably actually getting more active, which sounds crazy, but the people that know me probably know what I'm talking about. Is okay. you know, if I'm if I'm really stressed at home, I might clean something, I might go outside and rake, you know, something outside of my job description, but still just, you know, keeps me active and busy and um you know, that type of thing. Same here, you know, at the job. I'm probably not gonna sit in my office and close the door. I'm gonna go you know, talk to somebody or work up a solution or, you know, try to fix something different or, uh, so that's probably it. I'd probably just get, get busier, which is my wife would say that that's exactly why at some point I just crash and get the flu and don't talk to anybody for three days. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there you go. I do yeah. tend to get more busy when, when I probably should slow down, but okay. Yeah. All right. So as we close, um, how can people follow you on social media and, and, we will put uh, in the link of our podcast, we will have all of your information. But um, how can people follow you on social media? Where are you at? Yeah, so my personal um, Twitter account is uh, M-A-Walker underscore S-B-A-D. And that is just my personal. I was just talking to someone this afternoon about how Twitter's become more, it's either absolute trash or similar to LinkedIn in terms of, like, how people use Twitter these days. Um, yeah. And then my Instagram account is similar. And then our school accounts are um, SBS underscore athletics in terms of what everything is happening in and around the Second Baptist Athletic Department. Yeah, that's great. That's the deal. Uh, thank you really for your leadership and your genuine love to impact uh, not only your coaches, uh, but the leaders of your athletic program, your parents, your entire community, your student athletes. And, um, and, and as you stated, it's it's something that we get to do through the vehicle of athletics, which is an awesome yeah. privilege. So thank you so much uh, for being a part of this podcast. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to have me on. Enjoy your day. 
Thanks again for joining us in this episode of Overtime with Coleman. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend, post on your social media, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, which will help spread the word about my guests and what they are doing in the arena of athletics. I especially would be grateful. Until next time, Coleman out.